members of the OG army get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J, that's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. It is June the 17th. It is a Wednesday, and cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all, indeed. I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Always good to have you guys here. How did you get, yeah, how did your day go, sir? You know, uh, another long day. Um, apparently, your gay went very well um, based on your. <laughs> Freudian slip, but uh, how you doing there, Jay? I'm doing fucking horrible, dude. Uh, I will. I am ha uh, unhappy to announce that Jay not smoking pot did not happen at all. Uh, I've been fucking miserable all day. My stomach's really goddamn bad today, and I didn't even consider not smoking. I wanted to get uh, something to make me feel better into me as soon as I got home. Uh, but other than that, the day itself was actually not too bad. Day at work was busy, you know, but I don't mind busy. It makes the day go by fast. And no major incidents or anything like that. I've just been fucking miserable all day. So what did you eat or were you stressing out about, you know, being Jay? I think I was just stressing out about being Jay. I, I've eaten nothing in the last 48 hours that would that I have not eaten all the time that would, to give me problems. So, like, there's nothing new or anything like that. And, it, dude, okay, guys, we're going to get graphic here for a second. I know you guys don't like me talking about my health things, uh, but this is going to get more graphic than you like. So, if you guys want to take, like, a two-minute break, now is a good time to do it, okay? I've been shitting blood all day. You should probably be going to a hospital. No, as it turns out, that is just one of, the, one of the wonders you can expect from certain forms of IBS. Uh, that plus the fact that I have an internal hemorrhoid. Uh, I've looked it up and Googled it. It's pretty. It's more common than you would think. And as long as the blood is bright red and fuck yeah, is it? Uh, it's nothing to be concerned about health health wise. It's uh, it's just something that happens. Uh, it can happen if you have an anal fissure, if you have an internal hemorrhoid, and apparently certain certain parts types of IBS, the uh, it gets so inflamed that you're your lower bowels that you'll actually bleed from them. Uh, it's you only have to be concerned about that when it's like a dark red, uh, which means it's coming from further up in the system, and then you can have be an indication of things like ulcers or tumors or things like that. But no, no, this is just the the joy that I get to deal with it when, when I have a really really bad day. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with no. It's never okay to be shitting blood. Um, I yeah, can say I've I never had that happen in my life. I've pissed blood from taking <laughs> like a few really bad kicks to the kidneys, but oh, yeah. that's about it. No, I, let me rephrase that. It, it is fairly common and normal for people people that suffer the, the things that I have problems with. So it's not life-threatening or anything like that, although it was enough blood today to kind of worry me, but apparently it's not a big deal. And that's all I want to talk about that. I apologize, guys. We, I promised we weren't going to talk about my health shit every single fucking show. It's certainly not right at the top of it. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on from that. Uh, shit, Dalton, what do you got today? Um, nothing compared to shitting blood. Uh, but some interesting <laughs> statistics are coming out. Um, it's probably good that some people are getting back oh, yeah. to work. Because in the month of June, 31% mm -hmm. of people 
missed their property payment this month. So whether Holy it be rent, mortgage, anything like that, 31%. Wow. That's, uh, that's ridiculous. Um, that's, yeah, that's not fucking good. Wow. Um, to, to go back to the chat box, Sly, I don't know how much. It seemed like a lot, but it's hard to say. It doesn't take a lot of blood in water to make the, the, the water look bloody, so I don't know what the amounts are. Uh, but you, goddamn, 31%? Fuck. I 31%. Mean, wow, and you, next month will probably be worse because it, uh, we've only, we're only just now starting to get back into it. So if 31% missed last month, all 31% of them are going to miss this month, plus an additional percentage of how much bad it's getting. Possibly. So, yeah. And all this time, you know, Congress is, you know, still sitting on their hands as far as getting more money out to people. And the extra 600 bucks a, a week or a, whatever it was for unemployment, that mm -hmm. runs out at the end of July. Yeah, yeah. And, and unless you've already been on it uh, from uh, earlier, uh, so then it might run out earlier. Uh, and plus all that shit is taxable. So I'm not sure how many people are taking that into account. And I sat down and did the math. Uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, the wife and I, between the two of us are going to owe about another $2,500 in taxes more than we normally do. Uh, so we're try trying to take every measure to have that in the bank once tax time rolls around. Uh, but all these people that are fucking not making their, their mortgage or rent thing, well, did obviously they're not saving away for their tax shit. So come come next uh, March, April, fucking shit's going to get pretty fucking wild, I guess. I, I think it's actually going to be August that shit really kind of hits the fan. Yeah. I so mean, for the yeah. most part, almost every state, and I don't know if they did this country, I, I don't know if this was in the relief bill that they did, but virtually every state has like eviction protection through the end of July. Right. Oh, I see but what you're saying. By, yeah, go ahead. In New York City alone, there are 50,000 eviction notices ready to go. 50,000. Now, New York City, New York City is obviously a very large city, but uh, God, that seems a lot. Uh, yeah, so that I mean, it's, it is one of the largest cities and millions of people live there. But yes, just in New York City alone, 50,000 have already been filed and are basically waiting for that moratorium to be lifted. Wow. And so that means and those aren't reversible at this point, is it? I mean, like, uh, I suppose if the uh, renter went in and paid all the money back, that they probably lift the eviction notice. But uh, obviously that's not going to happen, right? Because these people were not paying their bills for a reason. They didn't have the money. Uh, exactly. So, wow. Like, unless these people all of a sudden were able to catch back up before this actually goes through, like, the court system, which it will, like, in August and... I'm sure processing that many is going to take into like September and possibly even like October. But yeah, think about that. Like, it's not like the economic situation is just magically solved for these people. Right, right, right. And even for all these businesses that have opened up now, they're not opening, opening up at their normal rate. They don't have their restaurants can't have half as many people in there uh, and carryouts aren't going to cover all of that. Uh, so all the, a lot of these businesses are not operating with as much profit as they were before anyways. Uh, and when businesses don't make money, people don't make money. Businesses can't pay out wages that, that they're not making. Uh, so shit, man, it just seems also fucking bleak. Uh, and this is before all the protests and all this good stuff, which, which obviously I understand why they're protesting, but, uh, in certain cases, a lot of these rioters are fucking shit up in cities that don't need their shit fucked up right now. 
So, you know, I feel horrible for any kind of businesses that have been disrupted by the rioting because, you know, they weren't doing well in the first place because of the whole COVID thing. Well, surprisingly, some of these businesses would all, and I'm not going to say that, like, if this was your business, you would think of it as a good thing. But some of them, it actually will end up bailing them out in the end, just based on the insurance and being able to kind of, at some point, just kind of cut their losses and be like, okay, at least I'm getting paid out for this entire thing and I can kind of walk away as opposed to having to, you know, have all these maintenance costs and everything else that's being sunken right now because I can't conduct a normal week of business. Are you, so you're speaking of the businesses that burn and things like that, their insurance payout. Right. Okay. okay the yeah. other ones, like, so yeah, if we're talking about like restaurants, restaurants are absolutely screwed. So your average restaurant only runs a, generally when you're eating there, like a, a plate of food, generally their markup is only going to be like when it's all said and done, like 14, 15%. So if you're telling them they can only work at, you know, say 40% capacity, like they cannot pay their bills at that level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky enough that I work someplace that's not trying to make a profit. Uh, certain areas of the country club are designed to lose money. The dining room being one of them, uh, you know, to give the uh, image of value so they're not ordering really stupid, expensive meals like they should be if they're for actually paying for it at the price that they should. Um, so the country club is obviously not going anywhere because rich people are not going to let it go under. Uh, so we're very lucky in that aspect. Um, some of the servers there, on the other hand, are kind of fucked because no one's coming in for dining. We're having carryouts, but carryouts doesn't, you know, uh, equal all the business that we do in regular dining. Uh, it's a large restaurant with a large outdoor section and all this good stuff. Uh, I know for a fact that we're not doing any business because all the cooks and people in the kitchen tell me they're bored out of their fucking mind. Now they get paid regardless, so it's not that big of a deal. But all of our servers, um, are getting fucked. They're they're getting they're getting something called non-tip wages most of the time. Uh, they don't make a lot of money hourly. They make uh, all their money off commission. You know, like tips. The uh, the country club has a standard seventeen percent tip for actually it's a twenty percent tip uh, in gratuity in all of their meals. A seventeen percent of it goes to the uh, wait staff. Three percent of it goes to the uh, back staff. You know, um, like the busters and all that good shit or something like that. But I know the I know the wait staff gets seventeen percent of that. That doesn't sound like a ton, but the meals, while they're not as expensive as they should be, are certainly not fucking cheap. And most of the servers make more money than I do a year. Uh, so I think most of them are, if they're working the entire season, are probably making around $50,000 a year, which for someone who's a waitress, wait staff, that's pretty fucking good, uh, which is why we have, have had the same wait staff, some of them in the range of 15 or 20 years now. Uh, there's, there's no place else they'd rather go to. It's kind of the top of the food chain as far as waiting goes. Uh, but not this year, this year they're getting whatever their little pitiful hourly uh, wages, uh, for, you know, cause they're not hitting their bare minimums to even make that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty fucked. Yeah. I mean, I just feel lucky that I'm, I'm in one of the positions that, you know, uh, unless the country club is closed down permanently or just closed down for the season, they always need somebody to answer the phones. And, uh, so well, at least I got that going on for me and because of all the reservations that are needed for everything that don't normally need them, like the pool, I'm actually busy as fuck. Uh, one of the new things that they have me doing is, uh, 
we have menus that normally go in these uh, like nice holders. Uh, I, they, they're still printed out on paper, but they're printed out really nice paper and they re- only re- replace them as they, they get uh, dirty or something like that. So I'll make uh, like a hundred of them at the beginning of the season and then I might make another 50 of them halfway through the season or whatever. Um, not now where we've converted all of our menus to one page menus and one on either side uh, that are disposable. You give the, the menu, the menu to the member, they make their choices and then you throw that fucking menu away. Um, which is a good idea for the COVID thing, but that means a good old passive J is printing out a shitload of menus every day. <laughs> like I'm kick, instead of kicking out 50, uh, lunch and a hundred, uh, dinner every two or three months, I'm kicking out them every week. Uh, sometimes I have to refill it twice a week. Uh, instead of making 15, uh, dinner, uh, excuse me, 15 dessert menus that they use for the entire week, I made a hundred for that they're going to use every week. Uh, so environmentally speaking, we don't give a fuck about the, about the planet, but we are being pretty COVID safe. Look at you being a good little secretary, Jay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind. It keeps me busy. Uh, the only thing I don't like about being busy is, as I mentioned before, I always have that, uh, feeling that I'm forgetting something and I'm fucking something up and I fuck stuff up every goddamn day. It's just, there's just too much to be thrown at me, but my bosses are pretty understanding. They see the environment I work in. Uh, but it's interesting to see how the COVID stuff's working out. Uh, uh, most of the, like, I, 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 I'm, and it's causing me grief for, for some of my fellow employees because it's my job to do the check-in shit. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to that job in, until, you know, uh, at the same time as everybody else, which I think is silly. They're having me come in to check everybody else, but they don't have me come in like a half hour early to set up. Uh, and some of those people get there before me. It, there's been two or three times I went into my office because uh, believe it or not, there are there is someone there earlier than me. One of the office people likes to come in and fucking crack a dong. She hates the other people that she works with, and her job is not time dependent at all. So she gets all her work done and and tries to get out of there before the fucking other office people are there. Um, but that being the case, she opens up my office and then goes to the upstairs office. So I keep on walking in and find people checking themselves in. You know, I'll walk in and like they got the thermostat and they're doing their own head. And they'll put it down. Then the next guy will pick it up and do his own head. I'm like, dude, you guys can't fucking do that. I, you know, I, you're missing the whole point. You guys aren't allowed to touch that shit. You have to wait for me to check you in. Um, and it's causing me problems with my fellow employees. They're like, I'm like, dude, I'm just doing my job, dude. I can't, you know, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Sounds like you're getting a, a little bit of your, your fantasy of being, you know, in power. You know, you're almost like a cop <laughs> there. You're the yeah. temperature cop. I'm the temperature cop. You know, they should just appreciate the fact that I don't have to do it rectally because, you know, then we'd all have problems. Oh, Except for fun. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. Uh, do you have, well, you, I guess you've been fucking at, at home the entire time, so you haven't had to really deal with any workplace COVID uh, safety things. No, so actually, uh, so this week... They did open back up the office for anybody that wants to go in, like if they wanted to. And part of it is you like have to get a day pass, like you have to fill out paperwork, you know, having all the standard stuff of like, mm-hmm. no, I don't have COVID. I haven't been around anybody that has COVID, blah, blah, blah. Then you get a temperature check and then you get like this day pass and you have to maintain, you know, social distancing. And if you're in any like meetings with other people, you'd have to wear a mask. So needless to say, nobody went back to the office this week, but it's a thing you could do if you really, really wanted to. The rest of us were not even thinking about it until after Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. And we have restrictions on guests. No guests. Basically, if you're not a member, you can't be there. 
Um, and our golf course is filled to fucking capacity with just members right now. It's, I think they're so desperate to get out of their house after all this stuff. <laughs> um, it's a funny thing. Uh, because there's no, uh, of the whole COVID thing, there's really no daycare services right running right now. No day camps, no, you know, like go away camps or anything like that. Um, that like means to send you to a go away camp. <laughs> well, that means that, uh, there is nobody to take care of all these kids that the rich people have. So for possibly the first time ever, some of them have to deal with their own children, uh, so because of that, the golf course is filled to capacity with dads that want to get the fuck away from their families. And I'm making reservation after reservation <clears throat> for the pool because it's the only thing that they can find to do to shove their kids in. So so I'm very popular as far as the pool reservations go. I'm, and I'm just glad I don't, I'm not in charge of tea times because they're busy as fuck out there. Uh, and this is without any guests at all. Normally guests are a fairly big part of our day-to-day life. Sounds you. It sounds like you really only have like the second tier rich people then, because really rich people, they all have illegal nannies. Oh yeah, oh, a whole bunch of them do, uh, but not all of them. And some of them, while they can well afford them, they don't believe in spending money on that type of things. Um, I, there's a very quite a few frugal rich people there. Hold on a second, I need a drink of refreshing water. <clears throat> yes, very refreshing. I was right. <laughs> um, you got to remember. Uh, Rich people come in many different forms, and one that I see a lot of is the rich person that did not start out rich. They started out poor, and they worked their way up to being rich. And the problem some of those rich people have is they can't lose the habits that made them rich. You know, when they were poor, they they you know they scrimped and saved, and you know, and didn't spend whenever they uh, didn't need to, and all that good stuff. Uh, the End result of that is I once watched a gentleman worth $7 billion steal our newspaper on his way out the door. Well, he just did that because he fucking could. Right, and he did it on a regular basis. Basically, if he was in the clubhouse and that paper was still there, he was taking it on his way out. Um, And clearly, that gentleman can afford his own newspaper. Uh, But he was just in the habit of not buying, not buying newspapers. And if if he saw a free one, picking it up, I don't know. He's been a member. He was a member. He's passed away by now, but he was a member for like decades and decades and decades before I started working there. So God knows how long he's been stealing our newspaper. And when he died, someone else picked up the habit. You know, it's, it's fun right now. I watch two or three or four rich people uh, try to beat each other out to be the one that steals the newspaper. Uh, The most sly one is a little old lady who'll walk in and then hide it underneath a seat cushion and then go eat her lunch and then come back and get it on the way out. See, this has nothing to do with actually being frugal. These are just old people that give zero fucks. And yes, Homelander, I did say 7 billion. I can't, I can't go into more uh, detail than that really. Cause if I did, it'd be pretty easy to figure out who it was. So, uh, I don't know. Send me a message in the, uh, on, on the OG. I'll tell you about it. I just can't do it publicly. Publicly. Mel Gibson, obviously. <laughs> we haven't had very many uh celebrities at the country club because uh you know it's michigan as opposed to like you know california or even new york or someplace like that but we do have a couple and there's at least one i can talk about because he visited a lot of the country clubs so me speaking on it isn't can't uh, won't be able to pin it down to where i work uh mark Wahlberg's been at our place uh, fairly often because uh, he's a big fan of golf, and uh, apparently he's a big fan of Detroit. He started one of his shitty restaurants. I, I don't know if they're shitty. I just assume they are Wahlburgers down in Detroit. And he's like talked with uh, uh, Dan Gilbert, who is a big guy in Detroit uh, real estate scene. Um, 
And as such, uh, and I think some other real estate people you got buddy, buddy with and all of these various people uh, take him to the various country clubs. So I know he's been at like three or four of the big ones around here uh, in addition to ours. Um, and so, but that's really where uh, Kate Upton used to swim in her pool uh, occasionally because she was friends with one of the members uh, when she was Did living here. Did you ask here, Wahlberg uh, if you could form a, a new school funky bunch? <laughs> oh God, shit, dude. I'm, he's never going to live that shit down, is he? <laughs> well, the funny Feel thing it. is- Feel the vibration. People- more people are, remember him as Marky Mark than the guy that like committed a fucking hate crime. Oh which yeah, he did yeah. that too. Yeah, he did that too. Several of them, to be honest. But people grow, and I'm sure yada yada yada. I don't know. I may maybe he's addressed it, but I've never heard him really get into saying how sorry he felt that he blinded that guy and all that good shit. Well, blinded him in one eye. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that guy's no worse off than you. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Well, but it's not the type of country club to have a lot of uh, celebrity people in it. It's mostly businessmen, lawyers, doctors, that kind of shit. Um, but anyways, I'm sure you guys don't want to hear yet more shit about my boring job. Let's talk about my awesome job. This one. Uh, oh, do, do, do. Oh, you know what I saw on Facebook? This fucking just cracked me up. Someone claimed that if animals are sad and stressed when you kill them, it poisons the meat. And that's why people are emotional. That's what they said. That's what they post. Actually, what they so posted, and people wonder why they are emotional. This is one of the reasons. <laughs> what well, do you think about so that, Dalton? This is this is one of the things that there is a a sliver of truth in there. Yes, there is. Uh, yes, but go ahead. Yeah. So, like, if you if you slaughter an animal and it ends up being in trauma before it passes, the meat does spoil a bit, and you're not going to get as good of, of meat. So it right. is going to taste worse, like shit like that. It has nothing that to do with being emotional. It's not, it's not killing it quickly enough. Right, right, right. And and that's just the, the stress part. Uh, she also mentioned if they're sad when, when you kill them, it will, it will poison the meat. So you need to make sure that deer's been having a good day before you sneak up on and kill them. Because if fucking the other, uh, if the other, excuse me, cow, if the other cows have been making fun of that cow all day and it's been having a bad day and it's sad and you sneak up and kill it, it's still going to taste shitty. So you need to make sure the cows are having a great day before you slaughter them, apparently. Yeah, people are just stupid. Speaking of stupid, okay, this and this one makes me angry. You guys liked Angry Jay yesterday. You're going to get a little bit more of them. Um, one of my Facebook friends uh, just let her 14-year-old chihuahua get knocked up. Like on purpose? or No, but by, but by being a fucking idiot. Uh you know, a 14 year old female dog that she never bothered to get uh, fixed. They had all female uh, chihuahuas before that. And, and, you know, being a house dog, mm, I still got my dogs fixed, but uh, whatever. But then she got like an eight, eight or nine month old chihuahua puppy. That was a boy. And sure enough, like six months later, her fucking 14 year old chihuahua was fucking pregnant. And that is so fucking irresponsible. It makes me angry in so many levels. We're not even talking about the puppies right now. We're talking about the fact that it's probably going to kill her fucking dog. You, a 14-year-old chihuahua has no business having puppies. Um, yeah, they live a lot longer than, than the bigger breeds, but 14 is still getting pretty fucking old for a chihuahua. Um, so there's a good chance it's going to kill her chihuahua. Then they're going to have a whole bunch of puppies. In regard, uh, let's just assume the chihuahua survives to at least take care of them. Uh, you know, in this world, you do not need more puppies. Do not fucking let your dogs get fucking pregnant. And, you know, and, oh, God, just, I'm sorry. I don't know. What do you think about the situation? 
eh, it's someone that probably shouldn't have animals. I'm not going to lose sleep on it either way. No, I, well, the, the th big thing for me is it's probably going to kill their dog. And it's a cute little chihuahua, you know, and fucking just through their irresponsibility and unwillingness to address something that you know is going to be a problem. You know it's going to be a problem. Your your dog goes, your 14-year-old chihuahua is going into heat. You know it. So you obviously she's still fertile. You have a you have a male dog in the house. Oh, yeah, we, we, we took care of it the first time and kept him away. But the second time, you know, uh, we must have missed it. Fuck, dude. Ah. Well, yeah, I, right. I just so the part of it I don't agree with is they should have gotten all the dogs fixed anyway. Mm -hmm. So whatever kind of ridiculous people begin with. I'm assuming yeah. they probably got these dogs from a breeder. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where they got the other ones. The I know the one that the the boy one they got was a gift from somebody uh, who couldn't keep it or something like that. That got directed to her because because uh, two I because two or two of her other chihuahuas that both died that year. Like both one was sixteen and one of them was seventeen or something like that. And then she was sad that she just had this one little dog left. So they gave her. They basically found a, a chihuahua for her. Uh, so which is good. She, she rushed, rescued it. She didn't buy it or anything like that. She but obviously she should have had one of the two fixed. Well, probably both, but you know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, so let's more, see what more else depressing we got. news. Oh, what's that? So, did you hear about this uh, school bus driver in New York uh, that admitted to raping a fourteen-year-old? No. Oh, Jesus! What's that? All, what's that all about? Besides the obvious. Well, yeah. So that was a thing. You'll never guess how much jail time he got. Oh, I don't think I'm going to like the answer, but go ahead. None. Oh, fucking a. Judge gave fucking him a. 10 Judge gave him 10 years of probation and now he is a level 1 sex offender and you might think of level 1 as being like, you know, this guy has to report a ton of crazy shit. No, it's actually the most lax version where they don't even like publish all of your uh like address information and shit like that. Really? Um, now, uh, did I mention water's awesome? Now, is is there, I don't think there could be any circumstances that makes that right, but is there something about this story that I don't know about that can even justify that? Because that sounds like a judge that doesn't want his job anymore. No, this is a guy that, um, you know, took a 14-year-old that he was driving the bus for, got her drunk, and fucked her. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I don't know. What's the work? See, I, I get pissed off about, you know, people being, you know, dicks to cops and, you know, uh, and I, and I do like our legal, legal system for the most part. I, you know, I, I don't, I'm sitting, not saying it's perfect at all, but I think we do need a legal system. It can't be anarchy. I need people to protect me if nothing else. Uh, but then jo you hear about judges doing that and it completely justifies the shitty opinion that people have of the entire justice system. How can you take, how can you trust the system to do you right when they can't even get that right? Yeah. Like, there needs to be some sort of oversight. No stride. Don't, I still don't agree with mandatory minimums. Mm -hmm. I would agree with having some sort of review board or whatever that would take a look at something like this and be like, yeah, you're just not a judge anymore. Yeah, yeah. Did you see Richard Gere was talking about uh, Chris Delia? I might have his name wrong. He's in trouble Delia. right now. Yeah, Delia. Did you hear anything about this? Yeah, apparently there's a whole bunch of like tweets and shit going around that like 
he was trying to hook up with like 16 and 17 year olds mainly like random like instagram model chicks right right um like trying to fly them out to like you know la and shit like that right and and ironically, apparently, he's played a pedophile in a couple different shows. Uh, and one of them used a stand-up comic that was a pedophile, which is fucked up. Uh, but what he's doing isn't really, uh, should not be addressed called pedophile because that's young, because because that's kids. And obviously, he's not interested in kids if he's chasing after 16, 17, and 18-year-olds. And I'm going to defend a guy that sounds actually like a fucking scumbag, but <coughs> he might not have did anything illegal, or at least knowingly illegal. Uh uh, a lot, lots of 16, 17, 18 year olds, you know, look like they're of legal age in some States. They are legal age. Um, so multiple of these are on Instagram and had their age on their Instagram. Oh, well, see, there you go. That, there goes that defense. <laughs> you know, cause I was, you, I was just assuming that he didn't know how old they were. Uh, so unless he's going, checking their, uh, looking up their fucking, you know, their state uh, laws and what the legal age of consent is every time he sends someone, you know, this bullshit that he was sending, then yeah, he's fucking probably like not only a scumbag, he's also probably breaking the law as well. Uh, cause people are like, Oh, age of consent 16. I'm like, that varies from state to state. And in a lot of states, the age of consent's uh, only 16. If you're on 18 or under, that's basically, they made it 16. So that fucking 17 year olds didn't go to jail or 18 year olds didn't go to jail for having sex with 16 year olds. That's how it is in Michigan. I believe the uh, age of consent is 16, but only if you're 18 or under. So if you're 21 and you fuck a 16 year old, you're going to jail. Yeah, this is why I just check the ID of, of anyone I, I think is possibly under 25. Yeah, and isn't that fucked up? Now, this is one of the things that upset me. I've heard cases where people were, where women had fake IDs, you know, like they're under 18, they were like 16, but they had an or 17, but they had an ID that said they were 22 or something like that. Uh, a guy ends up having sex with them. Uh, you know, it gets found out through one method or another. And then he actually goes to jail because apparently a fake ID is not a defense in the legal system. Well, no, a good fake ID does not come around very often. Maybe it's just me being jaded to the fact that like I've worked as security of places that I've had to check IDs, but like mm -hmm. a good fake ID is a very rare thing. Hmm. Like more than likely that fake ID she had was for a 48 year old named Ron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And of course these are all anecdotal, uh, a word I can't say. Uh, I just remember hearing that before, or maybe having someone tell me that before, who knows if it's actually fucking true. But I've heard enough times that I'm sure it's happened at least once or twice. Uh, but I've never had that problem. You know, no women of that age group are interested in me. I, I couldn't commit that crime if I tried all fucking day. So, so I guess it's not something I should be worried about. Yeah, uh, uh, that dude's probably did did enough shitty. I don't know. See, but on the other hand, his his career is obviously fucking tanked. Uh, and if in I suppose that's good because if he if he knew they were underage and he was doing creepy things to him, obviously that makes him not a good person. Well, yeah, uh, he was fucking driving a school bus. No, no, we're, I'm sorry, I was talking. Her up. Sorry, oh, I'm talking, talking to Leah now. Uh, yeah, to Leah now. I'm sorry, okay. my apologies. I should have been more specific. Uh, I was thinking I said, the career thing because he's a comic. Like, you really you, takes a lot to lose a career as a comic. Yeah, yeah, it's it looks like they got a good start on it though. So we'll have to see in the next couple of days. I don't know what uh, shows or stuff he's associated with. So 
I don't know who to expect to start canceling them. Uh, but this cancel culture thing really concerns me. Uh, it seems like it's so out of control that uh, lots of people are in danger that really have done nothing wrong. Uh, it's just that they're the latest target. And so many people have said stupid shit over the course of their life that almost anybody could be a target if someone digs hard enough. Well, so along those lines, did you see the latest victims of cancel culture? Oh, what's that, sir? Aunt Jemima, Mrs. Buttersworth, and Uncle Ben. <gasps> I hadn't heard They're about the Mrs. Buttersworth. all going to be changed. Jesus, really, I hadn't heard about the Mrs. Butterworth, but I, I'd heard about the Aunt Jemima and just like when the last hour or so, someone someone talked about Uncle Ben getting canceled too. And first things first, if they're going to change Uncle Ben, I s insist they keep the same name and just put a picture of Spider-Man's uncle on there. No. No? Dude, yeah. the marketing for that would be amazing. Have Spider-Man web webbing all behind him and just have a picture of Uncle Ben from the fucking movie. Dude, it's perfect i tell you i'm a genius uh i think they but, just should completely swing the other way and go with uncle benjamin and have it be a super stereotypical mexican guy <laughs> yeah that might not work <laughs> but i don't understand i, I mean it, it's i I'm, i don't know i guess because they were they were symbols that were from when they were slaves or something like that because I don't think there's anything inherently racist about naming a, uh, a, a maple syrup after a black woman uh, and using her image. I assume it's like I said, I haven't done any research on where they got these their mascots, symbols, whatever you want to call them from. Uh, I'm assuming something like that. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any fuss at all. But really, it's but at this case, they're not really symbolizing that. Like when, when you say Uncle Ben, the very first thing I think is fucking rice. <laughs> Um, not racist shit or uncle Ben was, you know, a slave in the South. I think rice, they've done a really good job of uh, associating uncle Ben with rice, uh, and aunt Jemima with syrup. Uh, so I, I don't know, but it's not my feelings being hurt. So I guess I really can't say too much about it. Yeah. It's just one of those things. I mean, come on, uncle Ben and aunt Jemima and Mrs. Buttersworth Christ. Yeah. I don't know. Um, does that mean like you're not allowed to use black people for marketing anymore? Uh, that's just silly. That's, I mean, if that's the case, Air Jordan is fucked. I know because that's racist. You got a picture of a black guy jumping on the back of all your shoes. Are you trying to say all black guys can jump high? That's fucking racist. Let's cancel Nike or Jordans rather. <laughs> well, and you realize trying that, to release the movie white men can't jump today. Oh, fuck. You know, that's, yeah, that would be, you know, Oh shit, you can't even release white girls right now. <laughs> Which I thought was a I never watched it. It looked like it was a horrible movie. You know what I'm you know the one I'm talking about? That was one of the Wayans brothers movies, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. So it absolutely was probably shit. Unless you're talking about Major Pain. Oh fuck. That was a that was a fucking great movie. Uh I you know, that was that guy's I can't remember the guy's name. That was his very best role as far as I'm concerned. Was he Damon? I think that was Damon. Yeah, was that I think the that, yeah. There's a whole bunch of Wayans's. Yeah, ironically enough, when they first started doing it in Living Color, it was the oldest one that was the most famous, and basically he got all of his brothers and sisters on the show with him. But that was in the, Keenan Ivory, right? Yeah, I believe so. But in the long run, his younger brothers had way better careers than he did. That was that was about the only thing he ever did after was was in Living Color. He was in some movie, wasn't he? 
Yeah, I can't he? remember what the fuck it was. He had, I think he had at least one movie that he was the, you know, quote unquote star. Right, right. Man, that was such a good show. In Living Color, I mean, I'm sure I'm looking at, back at it with rose-colored glasses, uh, but I remember it being way funnier than Saturday Night Live ever was, or pretty much any of the, it beat the piss out of any of those type of shows. Exactly, yeah. In Living Color was the best of that bunch. It's just they were only around for, God, what, like three seasons or something? Yeah, I mean, look at how many people it gave us. We're not even going to mention uh, the, the Fly Girls, uh, which gave us uh, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, but there is uh, Damon Wayans, uh, fucking, okay, I'm going to draw a blank, because all, all I can recall now is Damon Wayans and, uh, and uh, Jim Carrey. But there's three or four other like big names that came out of that as well. Uh, and I, I, so you many can't points. forget Jamie Foxx. There you go, Jamie Foxx. Yep, he was big out of there. Uh, plus, I believe, in addition to Damon David Wayans, Alan Greer. Yeah, there you go. David Alan Greer, he's a big one. Plus, I believe another one of the Wayans brothers after Damon had a fairly good career as well. Um, yeah, there were several Wayanses. Yeah, yeah. So a couple Wayans, a couple more than we really needed, but <laughs> it's a package deal. Yeah, Sean and Ron. There you go. Yeah. So there's so many. I mean, it was a big show. Um, it, speaking of that type of show, it's funny. People always tell me now, like oh Saturday Night Live sucks you know I remember it was good one at such and such time but it sucks now um and I tell them I was like here's the honest to God truth Saturday Night Live has always sucked and it will always suck here's the thing you're looking back on those seasons that you remember were like oh you remember oh Eddie Murphy doing the Mr. Robinson thing or the Gumby thing you know or you remember John Belushi doing the samurai thing or whatever cool things that you remember you don't remember the five or six bullshit skits in between the two good ones that night you just remember the cool ones so when people look back on Saturday Night Live they're like oh this all this shit's all good awesome I'm like no it mo always mostly sucked with one or two good bits every night um so yeah, they yeah. had some pretty good casts there for a while yes yes but, it, like but you even start really talking like the point where they had Farley and they had Sandler Will Ferrell was a fucking monster. Like they had a good run. Yeah, but even those would have would only have two or three. They they were just really really good bits. But those even those would have a whole bunch of shit in them too. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I look back on some of that with really fond me memories. I remember when Mike Myers was on Saturday Night Live. I loved so, a lot of his skits. He did something called Lothar uh, of the Hill People. <laughs> I am Lothar of the Hill People, and that's just all. It was just them talking like that for fucking three or four minutes, you know, uh, in different skits. And then for some reason, all that uh, cracked me up. Uh, probably quite similar, you know, probably because it was quite similar to Phil Hartman's uh, Caveman Lawyer. God, I love that fucking skit. I am just Phil a caveman. Hartman, I'm sure. That sucked. But, he had to go and die. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, lots of people uh, blame uh, Philip Dick for that as well, or Andy Dick, rather. Not Philip Dick, he's a writer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a lot of people blame Andy Dick for that shit. Because, you know, Why? he's like, well, well, supposedly he, he uh, Phil Hartman's uh, wife had a pretty bad drug problem uh, and, and it, it uh, seemed to make her mental issues worse. So she was uh, trying to get herself clean. And supposedly Andy Dick was the one that got her to break uh, her uh, sobriety and get back into drugs. So the story goes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that one. Right, right. Well, there's people in Hollywood that like John Levitz, and I think a couple other people pretty much blame Andy Dick for it. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's his fault. But yeah, speaking of weird conspiracy theories, 
Did you mm-hmm. uh, see the story that in Birmingham, uh, officials found multiple nooses hanging from trees? Really? Um, and the I police do came know... out and said that nobody should be worried. <laughs> what are you just practice nooses? Nothing to worry about. Um, Sergeant Malden actually came out and made an official statement that these nooses were not for malicious purposes or to incite fear in the black community. Oh, that's good to know. I'm glad he, uh, uh, so he's saying, he's saying he's the one that hung him up, right? Cause obviously only the people that hung him up knew what they were fucking for. So that's kind of a interesting statement to say. Um, I wonder if that's related. I, I just barely heard the story about a couple of black guys getting hung, uh, found well, hung no, in trees so this, like a week that, or two This apart. actually goes more to the conspiracy theory side. Oh, so like that? in the last week you've had four or five black people that have been hung from trees and every single one of them has been ruled a suicide. Huh. Hmm. Now think of the crazy shit that like even people on the OG are throwing their weight behind. Like there are threads out there that people claim that COVID was hatched by the Democrats and released on the world to make Trump look bad. There's the conspiracy theory that that old dude that got shoved by the Buffalo police had like a blood pack and never even got hurt. And he's actually, (laughs) I think, still in the hospital. You have people that think the SpaceX launch didn't actually happen. (laughs) But for some reason, you don't see a conspiracy theory coming out and saying, hey, there's four or five black people that were found dead hanging maybe there was foul play involved yeah you know uh there is such i believe the term is willfully ignorant um people will believe what they want to believe and i've seen that on the og quite a bit um it's such a weird place i my facebook leans so much more liberal than the og does so it's almost like visiting two different worlds so i'll go on my facebook and almost universally they have uh, they'll have the same opinion on something then I'll go to the OG and almost universally it will be the exact opposite opinion, which makes me think that a lot of my friends are fairly liberal and the OG is pretty conservative and I, I land right in the middle. So for the most part, I just don't say shit to anybody about it because we've had that conversation before. You're not going to change anybody's mind arguing on the internet. You're just wasting your time. This is why I support what Jocko Willenick ended up saying on Rogan. Hmm, what's that? Dwayne The Rock Johnson needs to announce that he is running as an independent candidate for the presidency this year. Mm. And he would fucking win in a landslide. He probably would. Hey, Dragoff, you said the word is hanged, bros, not hung. I can't say I'm well hanged, so I I, I might be using the word wrong. but I'm <laughs> yeah, technically uh, he's right, but we always but, say yeah, that. I yeah, I know. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't know if he'd be a good president or not. He seems like a nice person, but I don't know if that qualifies you to be a good president. Um, I mean, well, uh, if we're just taking like the last and take a look at the last guy we, uh, we elected, right? He was good at business. The rocks, very good at business. Doesn't have a bunch of, uh, doesn't have a bunch of bankruptcies or anything either. Comfortable in front of a camera. Definitely has that in spades. Everybody knows him from TV. Again, checks that box. Like, I think this would be the guy that, yes, you would still have your far left and your far right that would vote for Trump and Biden. But like, this is the guy that anybody that has any sort of centrist anything could get behind and be like, these other two candidates are fucking terrible. 
Like, out of 300 million people, these are the two that we have that were like, yeah, these guys could run the planet. Hmm. Well, and realistically speaking, if he was going to do that, he should have done it like six months ago at the very least. Uh, there's what, like three months until the election. There's, there's not, he doesn't, he doesn't have a chance to get any momentum going. Uh, uh, not that he needs a lot, but I, I don't think he could pull it off if he tried it now, but if he would have started like a year ago, he is a very popular fella. Um, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> you're right. There are, there, there would be people that vote for Trump or Biden, no matter what the third choice was, but he might get enough of the people in the middle. Uh, he's very likable. Uh, I'm sure he pulls very high on popular celebrities. I just think that's a horrible idea. And I think we should get away from, uh, having people that, you know, have nothing to do with politics, uh, take over the highest office. There's something to be said for working your way up to it. People say there's a lot of corruption in politics, you know, and things like that. And I'm sure there is, but there's also something to be said for about understanding how politics works on many different levels before you're given the most important job in politics. I think we just need someone that is not going to play a political game. You really need to, and like, this is the thing that we need to course correct. Like over the last couple, actually the last essentially three elections, let's basically call it right. So we had Obama go into office, which caused the right to go way further. Right. And then he won again. And we had super far right, right. Then Trump finds a way to win. And what does the left do? The same thing that the right did. Now you have this super far left and you have this super far right. And look what we did. We brought Biden back out and people are still digging in their heels with Trump. Like we're going in two completely opposite directions where we need someone to step in and be like, okay, the far left is fucking retarded. The far right is fucking retarded. So you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to have these thoughts that some are a little bit conservative, some are a little bit liberal, but they make fucking sense. I'm going to talk to both sides and actually lead. You don't lead by only listening to one fucking side's opinion. Well, yeah, but unfortunately you're, we're not going to get a person like that. Yeah. Um, and, and Steven, I do, I'm not I'm not arguing for the rock because he's cool. It's just someone like that would be the only one that can walk in and could be a truly like independent running candidate and have any chance in hell. You know, you know, seriously speaking, if I was going to pick a celebrity uh, to be president and I've thought about this before, I would pick Mike Rowe. Uh, uh, do you, are you familiar with the gentleman? Not enough to know, like how he thinks. Well, uh, keep in mind he he created the uh show dirty jobs himself uh so oh, it was that his, guy. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. Guy. yeah 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 he did dirty jobs um and i'm sure he's uh i think he's probably fairly conservative but i like how he thinks about a lot of things he's a very much a uh a doer not a uh um sayer um, one of the things he thought is one of the things he's talked about before is he thinks that you know the fact that trade schools and working with your hands is going away he thinks that's a horrible idea um, he's also a big fan of, uh, uh, the little, the little guy and him, they're, them having the correct representation because, you know, he's done all these little, all these jobs and work out with all these people. He's very much in touch with the, the people and, you know, um, the way they think as opposed to, you know, being associated with the rich people all the time. Um, 
So I, th- I think, you know, I don't know. I'd have, if I was, if I was going to seriously do it, I'd have to uh, look a lot harder into his politics and what he thinks about various things. But just offhand, he seems like the type of person that would be a good for a president. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, I don't, don't know about that guy. But regardless, like, we need something better. Mm. Like we are literally yeah. having the South Park election this cycle, <laughs> and I don't do politics that much. Uh, I I have pro- uh, my problems with Trump, and I think there's some things he's done rather well. But I had to laugh. My wife's a big fan of Trump, and and she's watching him announce stuff. Uh, you know, talk, do his talk yes, uh, yesterday because he announced some shit, and she was like, oh. "Like what?" She goes, "I like what he's saying." But he sounds like a fucking idiot saying it. He goes, she goes, I wish he didn't sound like a fucking imbecile when he spoke because I like his ideas and what he's doing. I'm like, goddamn, dude. I was like, I that's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> well, I mean, we're choosing between uh just a serial narcissistic, like compulsive liar who is morbidly obese at over 70 years of age against a guy that's probably going senile yeah like what not the fuck for, are yeah. we doing yeah we've got we don't have good choices right now um let's you know what I, maybe those anarchy people have something have something going on right you know um i've often said the only good thing about our about our way of government is it's the best thing around you know it just sucks less than the other methods that doesn't make it great um uh, but oh, but speaking of politics, did you hear that North Korea blew up an inter liaison uh, office between them and South Korea the other day? Yeah, I heard about that. I wonder what pissed them off again. Oh, I know. Well, apparently, this uh, there's a group of South Koreans, or actually North Koreans, that have fled uh, uh, to South Korea. They've been pr- uh, printing pamphlets and trying to distribute them across the border. Mostly by wind, I would assume. So, and South Korea, North Korea is pissed off about they're doing that. So they've cut off all relationships with South Korea uh, because I guess they think that it, it's the government's idea rather than these groups. Um, and they're pretty fucking serious about it. Uh, so, so there's another thing going on. North Korea and South Korea relations are gone to shit really quickly because um, we you know, we needed that going on over there, right? Yeah, North Korea is just that fucking. It's that kid throwing a tantrum that actually isn't truly a threat to anyone. Eh, yes and no. I don't think they're a threat to us mil- military. They can't get to us. I don't think any of their bombs can get to us. They do supposedly have like a 7,000 person cyber army that could fuck with our ship pretty well if they did direct it at us, directed it, it at us. Uh, if nothing else, you know, it's not hard to get technology. So, you know, uh, they, they have all the money they want to spend on that. And if they got 7,000 people doing that shit, they can fuck up a lot of stuff. Um, but I feel more, more sorry for the South Koreans, uh, cause if North Korea decides that they want to fuck with South Korea, their military is just fine for that. Um, and the odds are we probably, even if we did get involved to stop it, it, it wouldn't be until there's a lot of shit going down over there. Uh, and from everything I can understand, South Koreans are cool people. I don't want bad shit to happen to them. So hearing about that made me a little bit bummed out. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just still think they're the the tantruming child. Like I don't really think much of North Korea at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, 
China and India are, are at war now. I haven't looked at this at all, but that's what like the rumors I have here coming around, uh, like threads and shit like that. Have you looked into that at all? I saw something about some like Indian troops or something like ended up in China or killed someone or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah only three, three soldiers killed. Yeah. I saw that the headline. I didn't actually read it. I was actually kind of surprised that India had any sort of like, military presence. I believe they do. Um, India is actually, you know, uh, more of an, you know, more of an advanced country in certain ways. Yeah. They've got their, a lot of their spots that are not great, but I believe they have their own, like their own military force. They might even have an air force as well. In addition to like ground troops. Uh, yeah, I knew they, they had want... nuclear capability, but like, I didn't know they had like a, an actual, like true military force. I thought they were all, you know, just going to call China and tell them about, you know, extended warranties that they can get on their computers. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they got a pretty good one. I think I remember reading about that someplace. They probably have a, considering where they are geographically speaking, it's probably in their best interest to have a pretty good military because not just China, that entire region has a history of unrest. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if they have a pretty good military. Not good enough to fuck with China, obviously, because basically the only thing that's stopping China from taking over the entire fucking world is the United States and Russia. Uh, if we were gone, China would own this bitch tomorrow. Eh, I don't necessarily know about that. Well, China's yeah, got they a got lot a of shit. fucking people. <laughs> well, yeah, they got a lot of people, but then, like, think about a war between India and China. Like, all you gotta do is just give everybody a pointy stick and tell them to run at each other, and there's your war. Yeah, well, I mean, but yeah, but it would a like said, it would be people on each side just running at each other with pointy sticks. Yeah, yeah. Let's well, go I'm old sh- school. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure China's military is way bigger than India's. They they have way more resources. India is a really prosperous country in certain regards compared to a lot of the ones in the area. But, but they can't match China for resources. It would just be a matter matter of time, yeah, before China just blotted them the fuck out. Uh, they don't. Well, you know do why that they because- can't compete with China for resources because of corporations in the U.S. Hmm. How so? Because we decided somewhere a while ago that squeezing a little bit more profit out of that iPhone means that we got to do that shit in China instead of here. Yep. Yeah, and so many companies have done that. You know, American companies like Apple's an American company, obviously, but their shit's made in China. Um, God, it is. They don't. There's not a fucking phone made in the United States. I don't think. And there's this, and you can say the same thing about so many different electronic products. There's so few of that shit, things being well, it's made anything, here in It's all States. manufacturing. It's the fucking, it's the reason Detroit went to shit. Mm-hmm. The fact that now we have all of our, you know, production plants, you know, 10 miles across the border in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big part of it. Um, and obviously although all, all the auto companies still have a presence in Detroit, but until recently, None of them actually did any manufacturing in Detroit anymore. Uh, I think a new company just announced that they're going to build a uh, uh, an auto plant in Detroit, uh, Rivian or something like that. I think it's an electric trunk, truck company. But it was a big deal because it will be the first actual vehicle manufactured in, in the Detroit borders in so many decades. Uh, and that killed so many cities here in Detroit, in the Michigan area. It wasn't just Detroit. Uh, Pontiac, uh, if the name sounds familiar, you know, like Pontiac Grand Am, because that's, or Grand Prix or all those different, the, the entire Pontiac brand was because of this city, the city of Pontiac, which was named after an Indian chief. Uh, uh, and that city's fucking trash now because all of those, uh, 
you know, and there's a ton of them, all these manufacturing plants and things like that moved out, sat empty and abandoned, eventually went to disrepair. Um, all, all kinds of ground things are poisoned because fucking, you know, they back in the forties and fifties, they didn't have the EPA to stop them from fucking up the ground. So you can't even use this shit without spending millions of dollars on, I can't remember the name for it, for decontaminating, decontaminating the area. Uh, Flint, same deal. Uh, I mean, those, those are the big three of the, uh, the cities in Michigan that were fucked by the auto companies leaving. But that's the thing. Like we brought this upon ourselves and everybody wants to fucking scream at the top of the mountain that free market and our system of publicly traded companies is absolutely the best way to do things. And I'm sorry, you're fucking wrong. And the reason that you're wrong is that publicly traded companies put profit over everything. They literally do. Otherwise, they're going to get voted out by their shareholders because the shareholders only care about those shares going up. And you know what they do? They decide that that car, if I can save 20 bucks on manufacturing by shipping it overseas and not having people employed in the U.S., I'm going to do it because employees are an expense. And they keep me from having a 14% ROI versus a 10%. Right. Yep. And the issue being that once one company started doing it, the rest of them had to, you can't charge $20,000 for a car when your competitors charging $10,000 for it or $15,000 for it because they're building it in Mexico and you're building it here in the United States. It's an unfair advantage. So the, just the, the system of being able to do that, of course, made it so that everyone did that because, you know, otherwise you're not being competitive with the other companies. So once it once it started happening, it was just like a, a cycle that went faster and faster and faster as all these companies realized that's what they had to do to compete. And it's not just obviously the auto industry. It's all manufacturing. And mm-hmm. this is what happens. This is what happens when you have everything publicly traded. And the only thing that matters is return on equity to your shareholders. Because at that point, you stop caring about the people that build your company. Because again, those employees are simply expenses to the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And, and there are giving rare... people a good wage or a good living, you don't give a shit. All you care about is shareholders. And people will say, well, oh, most workers, you know, they have shares in the company. So it's their best interest for it to go up too. Mm-hmm. Not really. I'm in a pretty good position that I have a decent portfolio. I could probably retire by like the age of 50 if I wanted to, but like, that's not everybody's reality. And especially the reality of the people that whose jobs keep getting pushed overseas and profits get pushed overseas because they can get cheap as fuck labor and their shareholders are just fine with it because their stock price goes up. Yep. Now, of course there is a a core, there is a flip side to that. Um, and that is uh, unions here in Michigan. Um, I believe in unions or I think they're a good thing, but they've also put themselves in a position where they, they almost price themselves out of work sometimes, you know, because of all the regulations and, you know, union people have to get paid this much. Union people get this union people get that. Uh, in certain cases, that's, it's not feasible anymore. Like you can't pay someone like this much money and give them full benefits and give them a full pension and give them all this stuff that they, that they've been expecting. Cause that's what they always got. Um, I know a whole bunch of people that still work in the few auto plant plants around here. There's an auto plant in Lake Orion, which is maybe 10 miles North of me. Um, and you know, I know I have a lot of people that work there 
and some of the benefits they get just fucking amaze me and while don't get me wrong obviously a union's a good thing uh, in certain cases i'm like i understand why they, they don't have that many manufacturing jobs here in michigan anymore they can't fucking afford them but there's also just the entire middle class that's shrinking and going away because there's just there's not those manufacturing jobs there's not mm-hmm. those other positions out there and you'll have these and, and I don't want to pick on people being conservative versus liberals, but generally it's one side that's talking about things like, well, you know, there should be no minimum wage and shit like that. And like, mm. if you want to do well, you just, you know, pull yourself up by those bootstraps. But the problem is, is we're seeing this right now with COVID and everything else. There's a gigantic portion of this country who works their ass off but if something goes wrong one month in of not being able to do something, all of a sudden they can't fucking pay for a roof over their heads. I'm sorry. That's not a great economy. It may no. be propped up by lowering taxes and increasing government spending. So more people are on the government tit, but sorry, it exposes that we're pretty much a goddamn house of cards. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If it wasn't for the the uh, bonus they threw in unemployment, I'd be in so much shit right now. I'm always I'm always two months from losing my fucking house, and I work hard, relatively speaking. It's I put my I put hours in. People like, on the OG make the fun of, like to make fun of me, and, you know, call me put uh, part time because I don't work part of the season. But the uh, part of the year I work, I work fucking hard. I put in sixty six hours last fucking week. How many of these assholes that call me a lazy fucker every week do that? You know. Um, and don't get me wrong. That's not something to be proud of. Lots of people put in ridiculous hours every week, not just me, but I don't, some of these people I'm like, really dude, uh, you know, you don't understand how fucking shit works. And so that being the case, I myself am not in a financially secure spot. If, if uh, I'm two months from losing my house or at least not being able to pay shit. Like if I wasn't able to work for a couple months, it would be a pretty fucking, uh, bad situation. Uh, and the, and as you mentioned, a lot of the countries like that, it's not just me. Um, more there's i think they said more people than not are two or three paychecks from being in fucking trouble even even the businesses are look at all the businesses that fucking go under because they are conditioned that they cannot have any sort of rainy day fund because again a lot of it is publicly traded and if you have too much sitting there as far as cash reserves on a balance sheet that stock's not going to go up that extra dollar yep Yep, it's sad. Uh, I don't know. And there's no quick solution to it. And we're certainly not going to figure it out here on the show. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and wrap it up for the day? <laughs> uh, I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. We can't do a show without you guys. Uh, I also want to thank my co-host, uh, Big Dalton. I couldn't do a show without him. And he could probably do one without me. <laughs> what do you got there, Big Dalton? Uh, a couple things. Just want to say again out there for anybody that may be listening at the end of a bar that is somehow offended by the word fuck. Well, fuck you, sir. You fucking fuck. (laughs) And other than that, I mean, I should probably also just extend that to the rest of anyone in existence that ever hears this by saying fuck all y'all. Everybody have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. Get some band-aids for that butthole. Hit me!